For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Today, I want to consider cultural differences through leadership. And it's based on an article from the Harvard Business Review by Aaron Meyer entitled Being the Boss in Brussels, Boston, and Beijing in which he considered cultural differences which can negatively impact compliance and compliance leadership. There are four different cultures of leadership. Somewhat surprisingly, they are not segregated by geographic region. And indeed, attitudes towards decisions can range along a continuum from strongly top-down to strongly consensual. Attitudes towards authority can range from extremely egalitarian to extremely hierarchical. The author finds there are four types of leadership, and each one has its different implications for the compliance practitioner and 360 degrees of communication and compliance when you consider the full implications. So we'll go through each. Number one, consensual and egalitarian. This type of leadership is generally found in Scandinavian countries, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, and Sweden. Consensual decision-making sounds like a great idea in principle, but people from fundamentally non-consensual cultures can find the reality frustratingly time-consuming. Some of the things you should expect from this this type of decision-making and decision-making leader are that decisions will take longer with more meetings and process, which requires you as the CCO to demonstrate patience in the process, as the chief compliance officer will be seen as a facilitator and must take time to ensure that the decision you make is the best one possible because it will be difficult to change later. Number two, consensual and hierarchical. This type of leadership style is found in Belgium, Germany, and Japan, where groups favor a leader investing more time in winning support of underlings before coming to a decision. This means your group will expect you to be the leader as a part of the discussions while being a part of the decision-making process. You should focus on the quality and completeness of information gathered and the soundness of the reasoning because final decisions are commitments and are not easily altered. Yet there there should be a broad consensus and you should invest the time necessary to get each stakeholder on board. Next, top-down and hierarchical. This group has the widest geographic range, including countries as diverse as Brazil, China, France, India, Indonesia, Mexico, Russia, and Saudi Arabia. It is incumbent to remember, as the chief compliance officer, that you are the boss and you are expected to make the decision. The key ingredient is to be clear about your expectations. If you want staff to present three ideas before asking your opinion or give you input before you make a decision, tell them. Old habits die hard for us, so reinforce with both clarity and specificity the behavior you're looking for. Most importantly here as an American, you must take care as an analogy may be interpreted as a decision. I once had a friend describe in a meeting saying, that dog won't hunt great Texas phrase. And it was in Asia, and there was some period of five minutes or more 
where the participants in the meeting talked to themselves in Japanese, and finally the question came back, who is Honorable Dog? So think about the analogies you're using. Number four, top-down and egalitarian. This will be the structure that most Americans are familiar with, and it includes countries like the United States, Australia, Canada, and the United Kingdom. These can be seen as speak-up cultures, no matter what your status is. You might not be asked explicitly to contribute, but demonstrate initiative and self-confidence by making your voice heard. Politely, yet clearly, provide your viewpoint, even when it diverges from what the boss seems to be thinking. The final point is that, and this drives many other cultures crazy about under this type of structure, its decisions are typically not set in stone, but there is a continual feedback loop of information which can affect change in the decision when warranted, so you must remain flexible. Think about that in terms of the requirements of a best practices compliance program, which is literally a continual feedback loop. So this means you need to set expectations for your employee base literally across the globe on the 360-degree view of communication and the feedback it will provide, which will be looped back into and make your compliance program more effective. All of these cultures will impact your compliance program. Simply think of your hotline and reluctance of many cultures to speak up or even raise their hand when they see an ethical or violation or compliance issue. You must work with your various cultures within your organization to overcome such reluctance. Understanding the cultural disconnect is important. For many businesses, the greatest business opportunities lie in the big emerging economies such as Bangladesh, China, India, Russia, Turkey, or others. In nearly every case, these are cultures which are hierarchical and defer to authority. And these are deeply woven into these countries' national psyche. The management style of pushing decisions down into the organization does not easily fit into emerging market contexts and often trips up Western companies on their first ventures abroad on the business side and will certainly do so in the compliance realm, particularly if there is a different perception of what might be termed ethical. Learning how your employees in other countries approach decision-making and leadership will give you as a CCO insight into how they will approach compliance. But this requires you to get out in the field to talk with folks. If your company goes grows organically or through mergers and acquisitions or through joint ventures, you will need to understand how both the new partners that you have partnered up with in the business venture and their new employees will think about an issue and how it relates to instructions they'll receive from the home out office in America. This means you may need to tailor your compliance program and certain aspects of it to a regional differences. If you do, you'll need to document why if a regulator ever comes knocking so that you can show if there are any deviations in your compliance program. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, a culture clash can certainly be very negative for a corporation. Next is number two, what are the different cultures of leadership within your organization? And here I'd ask you to think through both at the corporate home office in America and literally across the globe. And number three, learning how your employees approach decision-making will give you insight into how they will approach compliance going forward. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. Podcast series, this podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program 
is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.